We're back. I'm Tracy. I'm Julie. And welcome to our third podcast of Stuck in the Middle. We ain't young, but we ain't dead yet. Well, you know what, Jules? I gotta tell you, last week, I wasn't sure if I was gonna make it. That's why I have to, we have to apologize to everybody. We did not air our happy hour episode, and I'm so sorry because... I about thought I was dead yet. I'm just telling you. You scared me. I got very, very sick. Oh, dear Lord. I don't know what got into me, but I felt like I was basically in a Men in Black episode and an alien was trying to get out of either my, (laughs) my, my asshole (laughs) or my throat because I've never been so sick to my stomach. Just sick, 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 sick. Oh my gosh. Ended up in the emergency room, and literally, I walk in the emergency room. Only in our small town do these things happen. I mean, at 3 o'clock in the morning, thinking I was about dead. And in is a couple that we know that's here. And the husband's sitting in the emergency room, waiting room, with his little nice, tidy sweatsuit on, a garbage can in front of him with a little lined bag. I walk in with my white, hefty garbage bag that was just... (laughs) full of puke from my house, which is only a four-minute ride to the hospital. And in that time, too, I have to say, I'm just being very dead honest. I was so sick, and it was trying to come out from everywhere. I pooped my pants. I walk in. I'm trying to keep my butt away from the people I know so they don't see. The lady's coming up to me, the wife, wanting to talk about food poisoning. I'm like, I don't have that, and I am retching vomit. To the point where literally I did not make noises like that when I was having my kids. I have mm. never, <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, I mean, like I thought aliens were going to come out or they needed to perform an exorcism right there in the emergency room. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, it's all good. Um, hopefully, everything's good. I'm following up with a GI doctor. I know people really don't care about my health issues. However, that is why we did not do it, but I am feeling better. And I have to say, I found a, a, such a different newfound love for my husband after that night. And what, first of all, he witnessed what uh, is amazing to me. And second of all, um, just him being right there for me. So it was unbelievable, but, um, Mm -hmm. it definitely does go to show you at all the stages of marriage and, I know today we are going to talk about relationships and the ins and outs of them and, you know, the stages and the phases that we go through in our lives with our significant others, partners, friends, family, and and spouses. Our loved ones. At the end of the day, it's, it's the ones that we love and who love us unconditionally, no matter what. Um, yeah, it's not... Our marriages or relationships, as much fun as you and I like to have and as much as we like to laugh and we um, we have all this in our relationship and our marriages, but we also go through tough, hard times. You know, in the beginning when I wrote my bio, that was one of the things I stated was just that, you know, I've had a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, dance, start my butt off and... Um, you know, have done all this, but have had some tears. And it's with 
like Mike, your husband, treating you with so much love, kindness, and respect during that time when you you just couldn't even control your bodily functions. <laughs> oh, God. God. They, I mean, oh, gosh. Listen, I know, I know, and, and it's true. You know, they take care of us, and it just shows you when you've been married a long time, um, you just have those times where you need you need your spouse in other ways besides just the fun times and mm -hmm. you do realize that it's the love it's the caring it's the giving of everything you have in order to take care of those that you love most in this world well and, like they say i guess sometimes it's sickness and unhealth you know yeah. for sure mm -hmm. and you know again it just really spoke to me about just where we've been over because our anniversary was this past weekend as yeah, well. And happy it was, anniversary! I haven't even you. told you that. Thank you. I think it's the first year on our anniversary that literally we stayed home, watched Netflix, ordered takeout, and did not even go out because of everything going sure, on. You know, sure. But it was just a special for the most part. You of know, of course, it's about being together, really. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. And listen, let's get this straight. Like we were saying before, it isn't always like that, and we all know that. I mean, I go back to when we first got married, and, you know, especially for the younger listeners out there. Oh, yeah. And just how, for me, and I feel like that I'm innately a selfish person, and I admit that. Anybody that knows me, like, y'all call me Queenie, because, you know, it's all about, you know, me. All about Tracy. <laughs> but... I think that we're innately selfish, and, and that's kind of, you know, thankfully I got married when I did, because I feel like that sometimes the older we get, the more independent we get, it's harder to meld in the middle, and like what I was trying to say, when we got married, you know, at first... I wanted the holiday, I needed Christmas to be with my family. I needed this holiday to be with my family. He wanted this holiday with his family. Thankfully, we were very fair about it. Like we alternated mm -hmm. every year between families and it worked out. Mm -hmm. But so many people don't. They're like, no, you're going to my family for mm -hmm. every holiday. And it's not about your family anymore. You're a part of my family. Yeah, and that's hurtful. At the end of the day, that's hurtful. I can remember... Whenever David and I were first married, you know, Christmas, gosh, it, it, I'm just using that as an example. Wake up Christmas morning, Santa Claus comes, and then, you know, we, we go to, you know, his mom's, you know, my mom's, and we would have to pack up and go around, just as all young families have to do. And the one thing I can say to these younger mommies, daddies, um, that will change because, you know, when you get older and your kids get older and when you start having grandbabies and you realize it's just great if you can have everybody together. I know, Tracy, that mm -hmm. you guys kind of have um, come mm -hmm. together with both sides of the family and you realize the importance of of having everybody together. It doesn't matter whose side of the family you're on. Absolutely. Like this year with my new daughter-in-law, I want to host Thanksgiving and have all of her family from West Palm come out here mm -hmm. uh, to my house. And we're all looking forward to it. So it's, it's not about 
separating during the holidays and those relationships and like you said it's melding together yes and then you're just it's just one big happy family at the end of the day mm-hmm. and it's i mean again i think so much of it is just a, a growing and mm-hmm. learning experience and you know feeling well first of all when you first get into a relationship you don't know what to expect you don't mm-hmm. know you know really what to expect so i mean i think everybody's trying to lay down their little gauntlet of the way they want things and like for me you know i have two one daughter that's married one that is not but that's in a serious relationship and sometimes i feel like that it's very important that we teach our kids to be so independent i'm so proud that my girls you know i've always told them please do not ever feel that you need to be dependent on anybody because at the end of the day i feel like that that's so important I want to know that somebody's in a relationship with me because they are choosing to be in a relationship with me, mm-hmm. not because they are dependent on me because, Absolutely. oh my God, I can't leave because I don't have money or I can't leave because of this, that, and the other. I want everybody to know, yes, you, you know, you can be independent, but I also don't want that to, to bleed into it's my way or the highway and we're not a team right. like when i first got married that was the other thing i'm gonna tell you i was making pretty decent money i guess at the time my husband was too honey i thought i'm going into this relationship he ain't touching my money i'm not gonna need his money well that lasted but about a hot two or three months because i was overdrawn in my bank account all the time having uh-huh. to borrow money from my husband to where he's like you need to just let us get our money put together yeah. because i'm tired of paying your overdraft fees so the joke was on me uh-huh. because he managed his money uh-huh. i didn't uh-huh. now we i've learned how to do that i you know i work i work now with a lot of young girls and the standard now it seems to be they always tell me i'm so old-fashioned because david and i have had a joint account for years um and you know the thing is these young girls mm-mm, they have their own accounts their own money and they they don't share their money so they'll learn they'll learn the hard way they'll learn when you get into a more serious relationship um in your life and you become husband and wife that you know they're going to have to learn the hard way just like you did you you need each other to make it work exactly absolutely And, and let me just say this listen um getting married in the very beginning those were some tough years david and i had some knockdown drag outs you know we all had some uh funny stories and in times where i mean but we were young we were in our early 20s i mean nowadays um our kids are waiting older you know till they're in their 30s to get married which i think is great we were i was in my early 20s 23 24 i was 24 yeah and so you know we're just uh but we're just we would get into it about certain things oh dear lord well i there's we still do get into it about certain things that oh my gosh um but now i have to say i feel like that it would be harder and harder the older you get to get married because you are so self-sufficient and you're set in your ways i feel like it would be so much myself i don't know i mean i don't know i think that um nowadays that 
you know, this generation coming up, I'm just going to speak of my own kids, um, you know, getting into their careers and what they're doing. They're focused on that aspect, which I think is great because they are independent, mm -hmm. you know. They still need each other, their spouses, you know, mm -hmm. of course. But they're, they're getting their careers and their life in order. So some of the times they're getting married, you know, in their 30s. It is old. You know, they are older. Um, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't, know I don't think there's anything here. wrong with that. I just I know me. I don't think by then I'd be like, I don't know if I need a man around. I've got myself totally taken care of. I don't know. At 30, I was still young. 40s. I told y'all that was my happy times, you know. Yeah. Well, my health was good then, you know. And um, so, I don't know. I don't know. I just think um, times change. People change. Well, and just like even, you know, in our parents' generation, when my dad passed away, literally, and I'm not kidding, my mom had never pumped a tank of gas herself. I had to go physically show her how to do that. She did not know. Mm -hmm. We grew up having a post office box for uh -huh. our mail. And, um, well, I think, I, I don't know if I've already shared this story about the post office, about the one time I did go with my dad to the post office. He asked me to ride with him. And it was only about a five-minute drive. But whatever he said to me in that five minutes, I mean... I was in trouble for something. He didn't have to touch me. All and he was very soft spoken. But whatever he said, I don't remember. I don't ever want to go check a post office box again. Aww. I don't care what. But my mom had never checked our post office box and until my dad died. Now this was a very strong woman that was an independent woman that owned a men's clothing store. She was involved in as a job in politics so very outgoing and outspoken but in the home she was treated again like a queen so exactly well it was their generation because with me working at the nursing home um and that's what i do or talk to these families that come in and the problem is is of our parents generation the men it was their job it was what they did as the man at the house they took care of the bills of the checking account of the mm -hmm. life insurance policies or or different things and what i have found is those folks now when one of them is sickly and has to come to the nursing home and or it you know one has passed away the other one literally especially the women, they do not know what to do. They are lost. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I can say, mine and your generation, we were, mm -hmm. we haven't been able to stay at home. And, and it's wonderful for those that can stay at home, but just learn the financial end of it, learn how to pay a light bill, learn how to go to the post office mm -hmm. box. Um, I have a little confession to make you, Tracy. I'm not real good at pumping gas, and my kids kind of have had to walk me through it because I just go to Jimmy's Gas, and they pump gas for me. I don't know. I thank God for Jimmy's Tire Center right here in Clueless to yeah. Florida. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You yeah. know, that's the only full-service gas station, truly, that I know of anywhere. I know. We were there yesterday, David and I, and... And once again, giving a shout out to Jimmy's Tires and Gas Station because 
Um, it just pulled out there and, and she they washed her windshield and everything. Still. He, he washed a back windshield. I was, I was so happy. And he pumps the gas and talks and talks politics and mm-hmm. everything else to us, but um, puts a smile on our face. And um, yeah, so then whenever I go to pump gas, like at a regular gas station, I'm flipped out because I'm not sure to where put the card in and then I'm worried I'm getting scammed. Is this <laughs> loose in here? Is there a scammer on this thing? Oh my God, what's going to happen? David's going to kill me. If somebody scams the card, what's going on? But uh, I think I've mastered pumping my gas, so I'm not going to fault your mom for that because uh, yeah. Well, I know one thing. I pump my own gas for sure, but not too terribly long ago, I was on a work call and I was, and it was dire. Like I had to hurry up and pump my gas. Normally I'll sit in my car, finish my call and go pump the gas. But I was, something made me have to have the phone in my ear when I was up to the gas pump. <laughs> and this man, this older man, I mean, yelled across the parking lot and he goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, going, nothing. I'm pumping my gas. And he's doing? like, you're on the phone. You're. If you don't care about blowing yourself up, you better not blow the rest of us up. I like, Get that phone out of your hands. So now I'm like, oh my gosh. You're paranoid, I know. You get a little scared. Well, so now I just hang up the phone again. I don't even know if that's true. I've you, heard it's not, but I, you know I what? Know, I don't you've know. Heard, you've heard that, though, that sometimes, I don't know, a spark can happen or something. I don't know. Thinking about Jimmy's tires, I have to say this. You know, everybody has their life's embarrassing moments one of my life's embarrassing moments and i don't know why i was so embarrassed but i was was at jimmy's tires well if anybody knows jimmy you know he'll wait forever and he'll replace something well he was so proud he had just got these new uh trash cans these metal trash cans by his pumps and so as i go up there he's pumping gas and um it's Pouring down rain, and there's a line of people, <laughs> and um, he's poor thing. He's got out there pumping gas, and I mean raining cats and dogs. And like I said, he's proud of those new metal drum trash cans. And he, he, I thought he was finished pumping my gas. <laughs> well, he kind of like tapped on the back of my car. As in, I think he wanted me to pull up just a teeny bit because of the rain pouring down. And I thought, I thought he was done pumping. And he went and I pulled off and he yanked the, um, the gas nozzle out my gas. And that thing was spewing gas like a, like a snake. Like a snake. It was choo, choo, and and it dented up his trash cans. <laughs> and, was, and I just kept going because I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, I'll go back and pay whatever $3 was in there. I just kept on going. And I, to this day, can remember that. He, I'm sure Jimmy does. But I can remember, it's like yesterday, I looked back at that review mirror and it was like a big old cobra snake. <laughs> and it dented up the new trash cans. <laughs> The metal, the metal nozzle hit that trash can, boom, boom, and the trash went. And all those people probably thought, what the hell's 
going on? <laughs> Dude, that one is crazy. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so I that's love. one of Baba's life's embarrassing <laughs> moments. For, and I've got many more, but that, that's up there. <laughs> I don't know why. But anyway. <laughs> oh, I know we're digressing. I don't know how we went from marriage to gas pumps to, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm telling yeah, you. It's us. It's us. But... I'm telling you, but back to the whole marriage situation and all that. Um, it's just it is it, life is a roller coaster in, our, in the relationships, you know. Because yeah. I'm just telling you, I have a newfound love for my husband, but now about two or three years ago, I thought I was going to knock his head off. I I thought I was done. I thought I can't do this anymore. I don't think he really liked me very much. I didn't like him very much at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. we were getting on each other's nerves bad and there's those days that you walk in at home and they don't have to do anything to you but you really don't want them looking at you and you don't want to look at them but it could be you sitting in my house like point being is that whoever you're with like that all the time and you know what you've got to be okay with being okay with that and being today's one of those days you know what don't take it personally i want to go in my room and watch tv you stay out here and watch tv Mm -hmm. it's nothing to do with you Per se. I just have to have my downtime. I mean, honestly, what my husband and I watch on TV are two different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times can you watch a car get rebuilt? Mm-hmm. But he does, and he loves it. And I'm back there in what I call my nest in the bedroom, and I watch my shows. And you're right. Um, doesn't mean you don't love somebody. It doesn't mean you don't love one another. It doesn't mean that your marriage at that point is falling apart. It just means you just need to be left alone. Well, and it kind of goes back to which you can tell, again, we're a little older than middle-aged. And my <laughs> husband and I, let me just say, we do still sleep in the same bedroom. Absolutely. However, I do have friends now that are at my age where they are starting to sleep in separate bedrooms. And back when you're younger and you hear that, you're like, well, that's just depressing. And they must not have a sex life and da 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 Well, first and foremost, honey, it only takes one bed. And I don't know, you can stretch it. To an hour visit, you can stretch it to five <laughs> or three to five, three minutes, all the way to three hours. Wow. But point being well, is sir. that it only takes that, and then you can go into a separate room and get your rest. Because when you get our age, between the two people making noises and getting up and down to have oh. to use the bathroom, and I'm personally one I like to sleep going with the television on. He likes it dead quiet. Mm-hmm. Um but we do still, because that's where he is. I'm like, Mike, let's just, I can go in that other room and sleep. Yeah. And he's like, absolutely not. We are not doing that. But when we rented an apartment while we were waiting on a house, the bedrooms were super small with small beds. Mm-hmm. We did have separate bedrooms for about two or three months. Mm-hmm. But we still visited each other all the time. I mean, my God. It, you know what I'm saying? So people think automatically when they hear pe- two people, you sleep in separate beds that there's an issue no there's not no there's not no there's not i think it is important for us to get our rest right now my (laughs) husband is having a back issue so he's actually more comfortable in a recliner chair so he's sleeping in there i'm sleeping in the back and in a king-size bed both dogs are in bed with me and i still only have a quarter portion of the bed because the dogs oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yes yes uh but you know we've never and that's one thing i can say we've been married 38 years and that's one of 
this is what I'm going to say is one of the things that David always says with a lot of pride, and I do too, we've never slept apart mad at one another. And that's something, even as you younger folks out there, and trust you me, there were times I did not like him. I was pissed off and it didn't matter. We still went to bed. We still, he may, it may be, I love you. I love you too. You know, you said mm -hmm. it in the next morning it was okay, but we have in 38 years have never slept apart, mad at one another. So point being is now we sleep in separate ends of the house because his back is bothering him so much. And, um, but it's okay. We, we still know we're there for one another. Right. Absolutely. No, mm -hmm. I can't say that. There's been nights that I've gone to bed about pissed off. <laughs> well, I'm just been, saying. I've been pissed off. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been <laughs> well, I, I might say, I don't even know if I would say I love you that night. I'm going to be oh, honest. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can say we, we haven't gone to bed. Now, I mean, yeah, pissed off. Pissed, pissed off. Yeah. But... I mean, just thankfully, like I say, and I, I know one thing, there aren't many people that could put up with me. So I know that much. I mean, that that's a fact. You know, I'm a lot to handle for the most part. And thankfully, I think it's taken us this long for Mike to just totally understand that I am who I am. Yeah. You're not going to change me. And I'm, one of my favorite quotes is, if you ask somebody to change for you, you ask that person to lie to you. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what? Don't get me wrong. God can change somebody's heart. You can change. But at the end of the day, the core of who somebody is is who they are. And when you're wanting them to completely change, a lot of times they're going to tell you they've changed their habits or they're this or they're that. But they still might be sneaking around doing whatever it was or whatever it is. Why are you asking somebody to change if what were you attracted to to begin with? And That's then all right. of a sudden you want to change that person? Yeah, you're right. And what were you attracted to? And um, I'm still the same girl. Um, David, you know, we. I'm still the same person. It doesn't mean I'm always, you know, with joy <laughs> right. to be around. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, we still go through life and... And I laugh every day through life. Absolutely. I do. That means I don't get a little ticked off every now and again, but, you know. And same with our marriages and relationships. Relationships just isn't marriage. Let's just get this straight. My relationships with my family, my girlfriends, Tracy and mm -hmm. I sitting here sharing our lives, moments with, with all of you out there, relationships are important to everybody and who we whom we choose to love and give our heart to mm -hmm. you know and one thing about being 61 is that um i have a lot of friends you have a lot of friends i have a ton of friends but the ones that i let close into my heart mm -hmm. i'm just guarded about because what we have to give of ourselves and when we're true to ourselves and our friends, you want to trust those people with your heart. Absolutely. And that's, it's not just relationships with your husbands, your wives, your significant other. It is your relationship with your families and your friends. 
Well, and and totally agree with that so much. And like I have a friend right now that um, her daughter's in high school and going through the typical boyfriend-girlfriend BS kind of stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like I used to tell my kids, and it breaks your heart as a mother to see your child heartbroken. Oh. It kills you, right? Oh, yeah. But I used to always say, you know, and I know they didn't want to hear it at the time, but if you don't feel what you're feeling right now with that broken heart, Mm -hmm. you will never know what it feels like to find that right person and for it to click in your heart. You, You have to almost have those feelings or even like if a teacher treats them unfairly and they're not being treated properly in their team sport they should be in a certain position but because somebody else is the coach's favorite they get put in that position we've all lived it we've lived that and i literally have said these are the things though i'm telling you that if you did not have them done to you you wouldn't know not to do them to other people and the feelings that go with that Mm -hmm. so like with my girlfriend's daughter right now and she's going through a little situation that that's exactly what I just said. It kills yeah. us, but you know what? It will make you stronger mm-hmm. in the long run because then you will know what it feels like. And you appreciate, you will learn a certain appreciation of that joy that you're going to get when it's good. It's really good. Yes. I did lose my train of thought just a little bit. I have to say with my whole thing about my girlfriend's daughter mm-hmm. because... Their best friends on top of, and that's the way our relationship should be with our husbands, with our boyfriends, with our mm-hmm. girlfriends, with our significant others, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I have to remind myself of that sometimes, even mm-hmm. with my husband. And I think that that's what kind of spoke to me this week. He was my best friend. And, and, and you know what? We lose sight of that. Yes. And you sit there and you think about it. Would you treat your best friend, the way you're treating your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, would you do that to me? I'm talking to you. I'm just saying, (laughs) like, I wouldn't do that, right? And if you really put those words in your head, it makes a difference. Like, and I mean, we take advantage and see, that's another very slippery slope. Mm -hmm. And it happened to me early in my marriage, being complacent. Yeah. And when you become complacent, that is not a good place to be. Never. I'm going to tell you right now. Never. That's when the devil gets in and does his work. I'm just saying. So don't get complacent in a situation. Remember that your relationships are your best friends. I'm telling you, David and I, once again, I married my best friend. He was my best friend. We were best friends before we were anything else. We were dancing partners. We were partying partners, the Banyan Tree, Lord Have Mercy in Belgrade. I mean, back in the day, Donnelly's, the whole thing. And we would hit that dance floor and, and we were. We were friends and went to concerts. And you have to have that because if you don't like somebody, that lust and what you have is not going to carry you through. You have to be friends. And he, I did marry my best friend. That's awesome. Because, see, mine was, my situation was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally met my husband, and I'm telling you, the minute I locked eyes with him, I would have married him the day after I met him. We didn't know each other. Your I mean, day? he became 
my fr best friend, but I did not have a friendship with him before I met wow. him. Yeah. And I mean, when we met, literally it was that way. We got married, we got engaged six months after we met and married literally 13 months after we met. And mm -hmm. we did not know each other at all. He became my best friend, mm -hmm. but, and I liked his character, but I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, yeah. um, so it is weird, like, but again, you have to have that, that bond, that friendship, whether it's, yeah. it gets created once you have that spark or you have it and the spark is there too. Exactly. And you, um, have to have things that you enjoy doing together, not mm -hmm. just always counting on other folks to bring you your joy. Um, you have to like things that you do together, like you said on your anniversary, like it or not, by default, you're in bed mm -hmm. watching Netflix. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you have to do something extravagant. Is the point of being together. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think the older I get, the more I do appreciate that, mm -hmm. that just the being together and being okay. Even like you said, if you're in separate rooms or whatever, we're here, we're at home, we're together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, like this weekend, we're getting ready to go and we'll be out all weekend having a blast. Absolutely. And I mean, that's the thing. You got to be able to balance it both, yeah, I think, you know. Of course. Of course. Um, what's that saying? And we'll, we'll end it. With the saying, my mom used to always say it in relationships, um, when you're married, what is that <laughs> well, saying? No, no, it's that saying of, you know, you're supposed to be, um, oh boy, you know, Betty Crocker in the kitchen. Uh, I don't know, but it's something about being like, you know, a hooker in the bedroom. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've never forgotten it. I let, I, I've never well, forgotten it. Well, you. You have forgotten it. You just didn't forget the meaning. <laughs> I, I didn't forget the last part of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. It's something about something in the kitchen, something in the living room, and being a hooker in the bathroom. <laughs> well, and y'all, everybody listening, that's the last one she remembers. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's right. Right. You don't even have anything to say to that, do you? Yeah, I don't. You've got to put me, stop me in my tracks, and yeah, maybe we'll end it on that. Okay, <laughs> on that note. All right, so thank you guys. I, I do have to say, the last time we were here, I set a goal of a thousand listeners, and we met it. Yay! So thank you guys for helping us meet it. We appreciate it. And we are doing our happy hour podcast. It, I'm scared to even say it's going to be next week because I don't want to be tested on that again and no. back up in the hospital. Yeah, we but we are, we are doing it. And please give us feedback. We always appreciate it. We just thank you guys. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And please continue to listen. Like it, share it. Love us, love you, and love our podcast. Bye. Bye-bye.